Good morning and welcome to the Markets Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 1st of June. Not quite sure where this year has gone. But anyway, as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisors regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can pause the PowerPoint slides here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on the World Wide Web, wherever you are in this beautiful world of ours, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au and you can read the disclaimer there. And of course, have a look at all the other goodies we have there. And if you're not yet a member, of course, you can always sign up for a free two-week trial. No obligation there at all. All right, well, we had uh, another interesting session on the U.S. markets, more a drifty kind of downward session, uh, finishing the month, not particularly in great style, but no particular great worries either on the market. We did see consumer confidence in the U.S. come off slightly, and Joe Biden met uh, Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell. I'm not sure why, but uh, he said that the Fed does what the Fed does, and it is independent, and we'll leave them be, and they can do whatever they like. Anyway, the Dow flowed, uh, closed down 223 points, or 0.67%, 32,990. The Nasdaq down 50.41%, down 12,081. And the S&P 500 just in the middle for diddle, 0.63%, 26 points, down at 41.32, with that VIX index steady at 26 points. Uh, We did see uh, U.S. Treasuries weaker across the curb. 30-year bond yields moving back above 3%, and 10 years were up 11 basis points to 2.85%. So uh, that is uh, a little bit bearish. And we also saw Eurozone inflation hit record highs for the seventh straight month, which didn't help their markets at all. In commodities, though, we saw Brent crude... Well, it rallied initially on the back of the EU sanction news that they were going to be putting an embargo on Russian oil, uh, at least uh, two-thirds of it uh, coming by ship, uh, and uh, hopefully the rest of it will up to 90% by the end of the year. But the oil price went up, and they went down. So we had Brent crude down 1.84%, $2.24, $119.43. was down $2.10, or 1.79% to $115.07. We do have an OPEC Plus meeting on Thursday. Some uh, media reports suggesting that maybe Russia will be asked to leave OPEC Plus. And then it'll just become OPEC, but we'll wait and see. Well, they will drop the plus. In other commodities, we had gold down $2.90. So nothing particularly exciting there. $18.51.30. Iron ore also pretty steady. 0.09 of a dollar. Nine cents down. 133.51. This was despite uh, news yesterday that China is stimulating. They had their PMI yesterday, which was slightly better than anticipated. So uh, a little bit of a little bit of sunshine coming out of China at the moment with those lockdowns easing in Shanghai and Beijing and stimulus on the horizon. We did see spy futures down 26 points overnight. We had a big, big day yesterday, it's fair to say. 75 points down, but not only that, it was a massive volume day. So you get the feeling there was a lot of index rebalancing going on last night prior to June 1st. So a uh, big, big volume day yesterday. It'd be interesting to see how things shake out today. But certainly yesterday, the banking sector was hard hit in our market. And more on that in Henry's take today following the AFR Banking Summit, 
which seemed to really stick the knife into the banking sector yesterday from their own CEOs and uh, other people involved in the financial services industry. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out today. In terms of uh, commodity prices, last night we had copper down 0.77%, nickel down nearly 2.9%, aluminium down 3.4%, zinc up 0.3%, lead unchanged, and ton down 0.2% of a percent. In the mining stocks overseas, BHP was down half a percent, Rio up 0.3 of a percent, Freeport McMoran down 1.4, Alcoa down 4.3, Tech up 0.2, Anglo up nearly 1%, Glencore down 0.8 of a percent, Vale down 0.2 of a percent, Arbemarle down 3.9%. So a little bit of weakness creeping into that US lithium stock. You can see the S&P 500 overnight. It was a bit of a higgledy-piggledy day, drifting directionless at the moment. U.S. driving season has kicked off, of course, and we did have Memorial Day holiday, so the market probably came back a little cranky, and some of the players still probably on holidays as well, taking a longer, long weekend. So nothing shaking, really, but the trees there in the U.S. As far as uh, stocks go in the U.S., tech stocks, Apple down 0.5, Meta down 0.8, It is uh, on the cusp of changing its ticker code from FB to Meta, M-E-T-A. So that's a big change for them. Google up 1.3, Microsoft down 0.5, Amazon up 4.4, Tesla pretty much unchanged, Netflix up 1.1, US banks not doing much at all, Bank of America the best up 0.5, Block down 3.3%, so um, no luck for the buy now, pay later sector there. As far as major stories go, uh, the U.S. stocks pretty much ended the volatile month right where they began. And Biden said it's the Fed's responsibility to control inflation. will refrain from influencing Fed decisions. Having said that, Biden did say they would be spending more money on infrastructure. And that, of course, is stimulatory. So at the same time, the Fed's got the handbrake on. Biden is quite happy to put the accelerator on as well. So that makes an interesting dichotomy there. ECB Visco, whoever he is, insists on gradual rate hikes in order to avert pressure on higher indebted EU economies. And the oil price rises after EU leaders reached agreement on Russian oil embargo. But unfortunately, the prices didn't last very long at those elevated levels. And we did see oil eventually come back down 1.8% for Brent crude. And Russia pledges to find other importers for its crude. Of course, China being the biggest market and maybe India as well. And bond markets cap off and may rebound amid recession concerns. And the speculation the central bank tightening is now largely priced in. We did see Eurozone inflation hitting a record high for the seventh straight month in May. We had French inflation numbers out last night, which again showing EU inflation at record, record highs at the moment. And Chinese manufacturing activity shrank at a smaller pace in May. Uh, that was their PMI that came out yesterday, our time. And U.S. supply chain issues persist as containers pile up at ports ahead of peak season. South Korean April factory output shrinks most in two years. And China has unveiled more details on its recently announced policy support measures. And Shanghai to let people from low-risk areas leave their residential compounds. All right, it's going to be a big day today for The Economist. They will be waiting with bated breath for the first quarter GDP results to be released at 11.30. NAV has upgraded his Q1 GDP pick to plus 0.7%. Over in Europe, 
The Eurozone inflation has hit a record 8.1%. And here are the culprits. Energy prices increased 39.2% year-on-year, and food, alcohol, and tobacco rose 7.5% year-on-year. <coughs> Excuse me. Stocks 50 in Europe down 1.4%. CACs uh, down 1.4%. DAX down 1.3%. FTSE slightly better up 0.1%. We have 10-year yields in the US, 2.84%. Australia, 335 Bit of a bounce yesterday in those yields. Germany, Look at that, 1.12%. 1.12%. That's positive. That's not negative. So certainly uh, pointing the way to rate rises in the Eurozone with that inflation hitting 8.1% across the region. Americans' confidence in the economy has fallen in May, mostly due to increasingly negative evaluation of current economic conditions in the US. <coughs> Excuse me. And the NASDAQ Golden Dragon Index for China capped its first monthly gain of 2.6% since October. Not much on the corporate front today. Uh, Star Entertainment was deemed unsuitable to hold a, a uh, gaming license, not a banking license. Uh, BlackRock and Vanguard were the largest buyers of the ASX in March quarter. And the US group Genuine Parts is in the mix for a takeover of Infomedia, IFM apparently. Wally Parsons, or Wally as it's now called, held its Investor Day and it expects improved revenue and earnings during H2, half the second half. And Woodside, WDS now, not WPL, has completed its deal with BHP for its oil and gas assets. So today, with the SPY down 26, it will be interesting to see how we go. Uh, I suspect the banks will uh, be in focus again. That big 2% fall yesterday in the big bank basket really being hurt by comments coming out, I guess, of the AFR summit on banking. Uh, More on that in Henry's take today as well. So just a bit of a recap of what was said yesterday and why the market was getting a little worried that maybe the emperor doesn't have quite so many clothes on as we previously thought. So a commodity stock's probably a little bit easier as well, but it is a very sort of drifty, downy kind of day uh, in the US and probably here as well. We will await that GDP number at 11.30. Question of the day today. Do you think that Instos have an unfair advantage? This came from a member's question today that uh, asked if uh, all that volume yesterday was creating an unfair advantage for institutions. I think it was over $15 billion worth of trade yesterday. So uh, we have uh, a question today. Somebody asked me and a little bit of an answer in terms of whether the Instos do have an unfair advantage. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. It's a great group, about 3,500 plus people in that group. Uh, Members helping members is the motto there, and very rarely do we get bad uh, comments. Uh, So it's a great, well-behaved group. So I would urge you to head on over there. Great insights, great uh, ideas as well coming out of there. The Marcus Today's podcast as well, the In On The Morning Meeting Uh, We get that fly on the wall look at what we're talking about in the morning meeting from the Marcus Strategy podcast. We also have On The Desk podcast with the team in Melbourne discussing all things financial and my On The Couch podcast where I talk to interesting people, CEOs and fund managers about things that I hope will be of interest to you. That's it from me today. I'll be on the call on Ausbiz at 12 o'clock. That's it. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.